Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. Welcome back to According To. For this episode, we are going to be doing another Unpopular Opinions episode because those are you guys' favorites. They really are. And they're sort of my favorites to record as well. This time, though, instead of just looking through the general Unpopular Opinions thread, you can actually search subreddits on Reddit. So we are going to search for different things related to exercise and diet just because... And fitness and just kind of like yeah. other keywords related to the health sphere... So we're going to be kind of like narrowing in on unpopular opinions related to those, and we can definitely keep doing this in the future if this interests you guys. So if you have other kind of like subtopics you want us to search on the unpopular opinions thread, then let us know. But before we get started with this episode, we're going to start off with our weekly spotlights. And before we do that, I want to get a, give another quick shout out to our merch. If you didn't know, um, a way you can support our podcast is by going to the link in our Instagram bio. We have a merch where we a merch shop where we sell sweatshirts, t-shirts, and a sticker that have our cute little, it's not our logo, I guess. I guess it could kind of be a logo because like our album cover is definitely not like our logo or anything, but it's like just a fun, cute graphic that you guys will really like. So if you haven't checked that out, then make sure you go ahead and do that. The sweatshirts are really soft and comfortable. Um, me and Sarah get a size medium just to wear it a little bit bigger. And then we get size small shirts and the shirts are like really nice, soft shirts. Mm-hmm. So quick shout out to that um, because usually we do this at the end of the episode. And yeah. just in case you guys don't stay that long, I'm going to go ahead and put it at the beginning. Also, uh, make sure you check out Teespring to check to see how shipping works to your country. I believe they do ship to, like, I believe they ship internationally. I'm just not sure. Except for stickers. I don't know why. uh, Charge on top of that would be because obviously, I'm sorry for you guys, but you guys have a lot of added charges that come your way Mm -hmm. uh, when things are shipped from the US. So make sure you uh, look for that. But it should be international either way. So, all right, time to get into our spotlights. Sierra, how about. Actually, I feel like I keep making you start, so. I want to say, I wish my spotlight was that I would be Penn State, but it's not. (laughs) My spotlight. my low light. (laughs) My spotlight is that the weekend was still actually, is still the weekend. I guess we're recording this on Sunday, but I've had like a nice weekend. The game I wish would have had a different result, but um, we initially thought that our dad was going to be coming to the football game, but because. Because we bought the ticket for him for a birthday present because he's a Hawkeye fan. So he came to the Ohio State game a few years ago, had a lot of fun. It was like the same kind of game in the sense that we had alternate uniforms and it was, like and we it was a night game. Yeah. You know, big team um, that we're playing. However, if you guys don't know, which unless you watch our vlog channel or something, you probably don't. Um, our dad had a neck surgery in late July and it was supposed to be about a two month recovery. So we bought tickets in July knowing that this was going to be like two and a half months after his surgery, thinking that like, oh, like he's probably gonna be fine by mm-hmm. then. But he still thought it was best for him to... I know to, it's for his birthday, mm-hmm. by the way. He still thought it was best for him to avoid, like, messing around with his neck because it definitely isn't, like, in the clear yet, like we thought it was going to be. So instead, I was like, okay, so I guess we're going to sell the ticket and no one's going to come. But actually, instead of selling the ticket, we asked our mom, who's not an, not an Iowa fan, but she came anyways. And like, so, she's an Iowa State fan, so she went really against... Mm-hmm. Uh, we got her to wear a Hawkeye sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> 
So it was fun, and we went to breakfast this morning. So it was just a nice weekend, and it was a good time, even though mm-hmm. we lost. But that was my highlight, or my spotlight also. Oh. I thought and you were like, nothing crazy else that's happened, so. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and get started with some of the unpopular opinions. So the first unpopular opinion that we found says that yoga is not exercise, or is not real exercise. So... I guess we can read a little bit of what they said. They said, exercise requires heavy breathing and movement. Yoga is glorified stretching and breathing. Whenever I see a Karen saying she's active by doing yoga, I just roll my eyes. You're just burning like one calorie an hour in pants that make you look like cottage cheese. In a oh my bag. god. Okay, well, that end rude. part was a little rude. Um, here's what I think. First of all, exercise does not mean that you have heavy breathing and movement exercise just means that you're technically working to improve some component of It's a planned time where you're trying to improve a component of fitness. And if you guys have taken any, like... You guys, we had a regular class on so this. So it's, like, drilled in my brain. would be there's, like, health-related and uh, skill-related components. So health is, like, uh, body... What is it? Like body body composition. Yeah, body composition. Uh, muscle resistance, muscle strength, or muscle muscular endurance... Muscular, muscular strength, strength uh, flexibility. Yeah, that's all of them. Yeah, okay. So flexibility obviously is mentioned there, and that's a lot of what yoga touches on. And so just by definition, like, it this may be an unpopular exercise. opinion of yours, but, like, sorry, it's just, like, it actually is exercise. But obviously we're being pretty sticklers to the definition of exercise, so let's kind of take a step back and examine it from the perspective that they're probably talking about it in, which I'm sure they mean that, like, you're not working hard, hard you're not burning calories, you're not sweating, that kind of thing. So I guess what I would say is that, first of all, doing anything is better than doing nothing. So if the alternative is, like, they only like yoga and not doing anything. And they don't want to do anything else. they don't want to do anything else, then I would be like, okay, I don't think it's worth bashing someone to be like, yoga's not exercise, like, there's, Mm -hmm. you're not doing enough, like, anything is better than nothing. Or, like, okay, nothing. As a side note, I've seen, you know those videos they do of, like, the... Size zero through, I don't know, like 20. Yeah. Uh, wear like the same pair of leggings and like talk about what they do to exercise, or whatever. I've seen a video like that. I don't know who does it. I think it's like Glamour. I can't remember either. I think something. it is Glamour. Um, that's on YouTube. If you guys want to check it out, they have a lot of those that I usually will click on if it's on my suggested uh, page. But a lot of them mentioned stretching as a form of exercise. And like we said, like that is contributing to improving your flexibility, which is a component of fit- fitness, and you set time aside for it. Like, so it's like technically, in theory, yes. not even in theory. Like definition-wise, yoga is a form of exercise. You are setting aside a dedicated time to work on improving a component of fitness, flexibility being included in one of those components. But I think it's also worth noting that flexibility compared to the other components are probably not as important, mm-hmm. in my opinion, as either muscular strength or muscular endurance or, or cardiovascular, cardiovascular endurance is probably like the main one. And so I agree in that sense of like, in order to get the most benefit, you're going to want to focus, first of all, not on one of the components of fitness. You're going to want to focus on all of them. And even if there's stuff you don't like about those things, like exercise that like, oh, running for cardiovascular endurance or strength training or resistance training for like muscle resistance and training, you kind of have to tackle those anyways, at mm-hmm. least in my opinion. Um, and that difficulty level kind of depends on you and what you want to do. Yeah, I was going to mention that if you only did yoga, and again, I don't know, there's different intensities for the type of yoga that you're doing, but if it's pretty, or like this related stretching too, but like if it's low intensity 
like not too difficult. You have to think of in terms of like met minutes. This is like again kind of relating mm-hmm. back to our class, but if you're trying to meet physical activity guidelines, which is what's recommended to see an actual improvement in your health outcomes, you need 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity. If you're not hitting that with yoga and, or yeah. stretching, then like that's not contributing to really like any substantial health outcomes. Yeah. Again, I'm not a huge like yoga fanatic, but like the yoga that I we've have been done. Wanting, I mean, we've been wanting, I've been to, wanting try to do yoga. yoga because I think there's huge benefits. Like I've wanted to improve, improve. What did I just say? <laughs> I could not decide between improve and increase, but I want to improve my flexibility because it's gone a little downhill. And also yoga just has like a lot of like kind of mindfulness benefits as far mm-hmm. as like just like being in your own zone and like taking that time to relax and like that in itself is an important thing for like reducing stress levels mm-hmm. and whatnot because so, I feel like a lot of times like people use exercising as like their mental escape and I like it and stuff but like we're talking a lot you know we aren't like in our own zones and like in our own minds trying to like oh, I'm really just like improving myself right now like we're not in that mindset so I think if we did yoga or something it could like be more of that mindfulness that other people get from other types of exercise. But at the same time, I'm not a yoga fanatic, so I'm only speaking from my experience. The yoga classes that I personally like are the ones that are, like, super relaxed, super, like, like, they're not, like, I've been in yoga classes where I've been, like, uncomfortable because they're, like, pushing you a little bit and, like, really forcing you to stretch. But if I'm doing yoga, I would prefer to do classes where it is more of, like, the mindfulness, relaxation, flowing things flowing things <laughs> um so in that case like I know that Chalanga. my minutes or the difficulty or intensity of my exercise is not high like it's not going to contribute at all to my like met minutes of the week I don't know how else to call it in a way that is like makes more sense to, to you guys but like that's the amount of like minutes I'm exercising not exercising even but like actively moving throughout the week it doesn't have to be exercise it could be um walking and whatnot as well but it's referring to like the intensity of movement that you're just doing throughout the day so if it's light intensity yoga like is my more preferred type then it's like that's not helping me at all except for maybe flexibility which isn't necessarily indicative of any health outcomes at all um whereas if you're doing I'm sure there's some yoga that like incorporates higher intensity maybe you will get some of those mitts included but probably or even if you do it in like a hotter temperature it would Mm -hmm. still like make it more difficult so yeah I was gonna say that too so I do see what the person is saying, and I agree a little bit with, like, the point that he's trying to make as far as, like, exercise being like done improving health to outcomes. improve health, but at the same time, I do think it's, speaking. <laughs> technically speaking, exercise, and also I think that you shouldn't undermine the benefits of yoga, and as well as, like, knowing that people have to work on, like, you know, maybe it's, like, just a starting point of, like, I've gone from not doing any sort of exercise at all to yoga seems like the only thing right now that seems like I want to do this and then that can be like a stepping stone Mm -hmm. to like it could um, be such an easy transition imagine like yoga to like something like pure bar or like mm -hmm. pilates like can progressively get them to like more of a resistance training kind of mindset and like I think it's about finding things that you do like and then hopefully if it's not you know meeting like health improving like a (laughs) word guidelines a word jumble right now but like you want to get to a spot where you're enjoying what you're doing but also having hopefully significant health benefits that you'll reap all right next one this is not exercise related but it popped up because it has the word exercise in the thing and i wanted to talk about it anyways because sierra specifically does this a lot but i feel like i also do it a little bit so the unpopular opinion is that playing at devil's advocate is a fun logical exercise and people shouldn't get so annoyed by it because usually people in my experience do get annoyed with like okay, we get it, like, there's another point, but, like, 
I'm trying to voice my opinion because everyone wants to think their own opinion is mm-hmm. correct. So, do you want to talk on, like, why you always feel like you need to play devil's advocate? I feel like, I mean, we've talked about this before but on this podcast, but I always just understand that, like, everyone has a different perspective, either created from, like, their experiences or what they've been taught or who they've been surrounded by. And so, like, there's always a reason that someone has a different opinion. If it was, like, obvious to have this one opinion, everyone would have it. But, like, that's not the case. And so you have to recognize, like, the flaws in your own argument and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. be understanding. I feel like even when... Because, obviously, if people have um, different opinions than you, then you kind of play devil's advocate to them. But I feel like even because I like to make sure I'm taking into consideration both sides when I'm presenting an argument, I feel like throughout my presentation of the argument, I will also be like, but, look, I understand that, like, there's this thing to consider here and that I don't Mm -hmm. know all the answers to that. And so I try to play devil's advocate for myself as well i was gonna add i like how they have that it's a fun logical Mm -hmm. exercise because a lot of people nowadays get stuck with confirmation bias and only surrounding themselves with like-minded individuals and they only watch see you know the algorithms will just like feed into like things that they want and they're like like, yes like this is i've been thinking this like the entire time like i love you with dr mike i (laughs) love dr mike so much like Obviously, to a certain extent, like, yeah, you're going to look into media sources that you agree with because, like, everyone likes feeling right. It reaffirms your own beliefs and perceptions. And, and so, it's like, yes, they're right. Or, like, even, like, for example, I like Dr. Mike, and he's, like, kind of, he's a doctor, so I see him as being, like, a really, um, what am I looking for? Like, he's an expert, knowledgeable person. And so I'm like, yes, it makes, like, me feel better that he is a doctor and he agrees with, like, the same things that I agree with. But at the same time, like, I'm sure there are also other experts that are in the medical field that could, like, contradict some of what he says. So it's just, Mm -hmm. like, I only choose to watch him because I like what he says. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you're listening to someone who disagrees disagrees with you, you're like, well, I don't want to listen to you. Like, you know, we don't, like, think this way. Yeah. For example, um, there's, like, elections and, like, a lot of presidential campaigns are going on right now. And keeping, like, our actual, like, politics out of it, you know. Um, our older sister Haley keeps getting YouTube ads from a specific <laughs> campaigner that she doesn't like, that she doesn't agree with. And so even though he's on the screen being like, blah, 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 like, follow my campaign, um, it's obviously just like her complaining to us about it is like she doesn't want to see someone sharing their politics when it oh, doesn't like, agree does, with yeah, exactly. what she thinks. So everyone just wants to surround themselves with the exact same thing. And I get that. Like, I also like doing that. I, it's hard for me to go out of my way to try and watch something that I don't like seeing or, like, that I don't agree with, but I also think there's, like, series on YouTube, like, Middle Ground, for example, does a good job of making it so that you can see both sides of an argument, even though there is definitely one you want to agree agree with, but at least gives you, it lets you experience what the other side wants wants to share, what their opinions are, and I know it's hard to agree with the other side because, like, I literally just watched one yesterday and it's like i try to understand the other side but i also it can't help flat but, like, earthers versus scientists if that's what you want to know mm-hmm. which like how can you agree with flat earthers i have no idea but um it's just one of those things where i think it's like not only is it like an interesting youtube series but it does at least allow you to um it draws you in with like okay i agree with this side but also you're forced to listen to the other side's examples and hopefully in some of the ones that aren't that extreme it's like a good way for you to be like oh i kind of see mm-hmm. what they're saying with that or like the people communicating it's like look they're communicating in like a civil manner and like that's super important mm-hmm. to be able to realize that you don't have to always agree with stuff but like 
people are still people yeah. and their opinions on one thing or another shouldn't dictate how you treat that person. Or at the very least, you can expose yourself to the opposite side of thinking and say, you know, that actually confirms my beliefs. I actually mm-hmm. do fully disagree with them, <laughs> but at least I exposed myself to the opposition and, you know, now I'm even more steadfast in my belief. All right, so we found a pretty interesting one, I think, so I'll go ahead and read it. 10,000 gym-related injuries show up at ERs every day. Add to that those that are treated in doctor's offices or never reported reported in those that are cumulative and show up years later, such as back ailments, knee and hip replacements, effects of concussion, etc. Exercise might cost the health system more than smoking. And then he goes on to give an example of how his brother, I believe, uh, played all these sports and blah, 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 has had his knees replaced, his hips replaced or whatever, whereas he has been smoking since he was 16. He's now 62. And he's he went had, to a physical once in 20 years. Which, like, mm, okay. as your physical might be up to date. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and he said it was perfect. <laughs> so, and he's now 62. And he's obviously just kind of comparing himself to his brother as far as saying, like, I've had pretty good health my yeah. whole life. And compared to my brother who has had all these surgeries. So, obviously, and this is mostly anecdotal aside from, like, the numbers that he threw out in the beginning. And, Which, like, I'm not saying he's lying, true. you know. Not. Yeah saying he's lying but like it's also one example yeah. and like there's been so much evidence like countless amounts of like research articles that have been posted uh describing the effects of smoking and like the long-term negative health outcomes that smoking has so i don't think you can logically say like oh i'm smoking and like it's not that big of a deal and he says like oh like all his friends that smoke, i will like, also say um a lot of times when individuals have one of those injuries, like his, he said his brother has both, knee, has both of his knees replaced, his hips replaced, chronic back pain, a lot of those issues kind of tie in together, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So if you start experiencing um, knee pain, I have to get knee replacement, not just from knee pain, but just like, I kind of just, we're skipping to, to knee replacement. We're skipping to knee replacement. And then you start to usually compensate with your other knee. Again, I'm just speaking from like the bit of education I have. I'm not that like, into this and how this all works yet, but I do know that, like, your body will compensate. If you tear your ACL, for example, your other leg is more likely to tear its ACL, um, and that's because you start compensating for it, and it has to work harder, especially during the recovery process, and so that same thing could be, like, oh, this knee is replaced, then your other knee has to work harder, then it needs Mm -hmm. to get replaced. Your hips can also kind of go out of balance, have to, like, um, readjust and take on, like, extra load or something, and that could also impact the alignment of your back or something like I don't know it yeah. just like, I mean also back pain is just like really there's a fine line between using exercise and movement to alleviate back pain and like mm-hmm. exercise and that causing back pain I'm aware of that like even I like you know I'm only 20 and I experienced like some back pain after exercising uh it's just like mostly about like your form also like you know gotta keep that in mind but what's also interesting is like there's research that's also been done talking about you know the negative impacts of over-exercising and, like, over-training and how mm-hmm. those, like, exercise as it is is not just a cure-all for everything. You can overdo it. That has negative symptoms. It's not just, like, oh, like, you kind of overdid it. Like, if people consistently over-train and overdo it and, like, just put so much stress stress strain. on their body, then, yeah, that's going to have negative impacts. And usually smoking is also going to have negative impacts. I don't know if this person has I seen that yet. I do want to add, again, he never, like, he doesn't really scale anything as far as yeah. the stats he presents. But, like, how many people do you think exercise just in, in general? You know, I don't know if you said the U.S. or the world, but, like, everyone, I'm not saying everyone, but, like, a lot of people exercise. Probably way more people exercise than people that smoke. So if he's doing a 
one-to-one comparison, then yeah, maybe there are more injuries related to, you know, exercising versus like negative health outcomes for smoking. I don't know if he scaled this stuff. Again, I feel like he's just like kind of throwing out numbers. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say something because we just talked about this, like we're in an, an abnormal psych class right now and we just talked about chronic pain and whatnot. Something I thought was interesting that isn't necessarily related to this is it talks about like the psychological component of chronic pain and how a lot of times people's perception of how much control they have over the pain or other things that they have like going on in their lives contribute to like how much pain they perceive. So for an example, like the experiment that I kind of thought was just interesting in my opinion was there's a thing with like this this thing called pain behaviors that is like something that clinicians use to kind of determine how like objectively measure pain. So, like, that includes, you know, if you limp when you walk because something hurts, if you have to um, avoid going to certain activities because your back hurts or something, you're just like, it's not possible for you to do just different things that you're physically changing changing because of the pain. And so that stuff can be objectively measured. And obviously, like, the more of those you have, the more it impedes your life, the more you're going to be like, this pain is like, greater than if it was like you had less pain behaviors and so one of the experiments that they did was they had people with they took like baseline measurements of like the amount of pain behaviors they did in a certain day and then they told the spouses of the people with chronic pain to honestly like pay less attention to their spouse's complaints about their pain behaviors so from what I got from the study yeah about the pain so it was like from what I got instead of being like super accommodative or like kind of invested in the pain as much as like the spouse was they kind of just like didn't reciprocate any sort of like oh like I don't know like that sucks you know they it was more like they lessened that and then the study found that over time the pain behaviors themselves in the people and thus also you would assume the perception of that pain decreased over time which I just thought was interesting because I think it really goes to show how complex pain itself is and how much you know I don't know I just thought it was interesting like mm-hmm. what if this back pain is an issue is an issue as he's saying it is on here but then like you know what if that pain is just kind of the perception of it and really you can like lessen that perception of pain with different things I don't fully know it'd be interesting to think of like this in the sense of if we think of, like, correlations, if there's a secondary factor, something about, like, social support relating mm-hmm. to maybe people who exercise more, like, are around more people, have more friends that, like, will reinforce the pain by saying, like, how's your back doing, blah, 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 like, yeah. all of that stuff. I'm not saying, oh, like, yeah, smokers, like, don't me. have friends or family. I'm just saying, like, the social aspects could be contributing to... Like, if someone's always constantly bringing pain. up, hey, how's this going, how's this going, like, you're always then kind of like rethinking oh it does kind of hurt actually oh my back like it does kind of hurt a little bit and so if people were to kind of like ask you less then counterintuitively kind of you might think that it would actually then hurt less so just kind of an interesting thing to think of that I it kind of reminded me of because we were just talking about this in our class um I thought it was interesting Overall, I think that this is definitely a an I can't disagree opinion. I disagree with what he says, but I can't disagree with like his experience with that because obviously I don't think that's mm-hmm. being made up. And I guess if he's managed to smoke that long and not have that many health consequences, then he's a lucky guy. This next one's kind of an interesting one. So, let's see. It says losing weight is easy. Such a simple unpopular opinion. Let's kind of see what else they say. So, They say, occasionally I notice I'm getting too fat, so then I eat less until I'm not too fat anymore. I'm hungry constantly for a couple weeks, then I get to eat normally once I'm no longer too fat. 
Sometimes I notice I'm not losing weight when I eat less. When that happens, I just eat even less. Sometimes I'm hungry and I want to eat a snack, but when that happens, I just stay hungry instead of eating it. Sometimes everyone else is eating something that looks good. When that happens, I just stay hungry instead of eating it. So my first thought when I read this was, this sounds like the most unhealthy relationship with food I've ever heard of. Probably not like the most unhealthy, but like this is not a good relationship with food and mm-hmm. I don't recommend anyone do this. Um, I think this all, is based off of the idea of calories in versus calories out and like how that contributes to yeah. weight loss, which isn't flawed in itself, but also like there's so I many different seen, aspects to weight loss. Like you have to consider the psychological effect that this yeah. eating style is going to have. And then in the long term, what that would have on the like longevity of being able to Plus, do this. Then they say they just return to their normal style of eating, which if it got you overweight in the first place, that leads to them gaining the weight back again and then like the cycle just keeps repeating i think i want to say we touched on this in our body positivity episode so if you check that out in the beginning or if you want to know more about kind of just a lot of the stuff related to positive body positivity maybe weight maybe weight loss related um if you check out one of our earlier episodes i think it's like probably one of our more informative episodes that we tried to like use a lot of information that we have learned from our classes not saying we're experts by any means but um just we're obviously learning more as we've progressed through some of our classes, and it's made even some of my opinions on it, things change. Um, one of the big things that this reminds me of is they're talking a lot about, I eat less, then I go back to eating, I lose the weight, I go back to eating normal, I gain a little bit of weight, and then I eat less again, and I, you know, that keeps going back and forth. What I have learned is that um, usually weight cycling and going from like a, like a weight you're happy with or like the lower weight and then back to a heavier weight and then back to a lower weight, that in itself actually has its own health, like negative health outcomes, like the weight cycling itself, not so much like you being at the heavier weight is like when you're going to have like negative health outcomes. It's like you going from high to low, high to low um, weights, which I wish I had a quicker like understanding of like why that is, but I'm not in the class I'm in anymore. So I can't even, I think it has something to do with like their, do you remember at all what it was? Like why that was like something is like, being broken down in your body and it was no, like a toxic kind of thing um maybe go check out our body positivity episode because we might have mentioned it in there um so I think okay that's something they're not they're not considering but I guess if their only focus is on like um aesthetics and like wanting to be skinnier than even then though like if their focus is aesthetics like I'm sorry but usually just like losing weight in its own will not get you the aesthetic outcomes that you're looking for usually people are like you know they have this picture of like what they want to be and like their first thing is like, oh, well, that person's like thinner than I am, so I'm just gonna like lose weight and then all like that. But then that's it's like, not the case. Oh, they have like more toned arms than I do, or like they have, they have a bigger butt a than bigger I do. Butt. Um, stuff that's like that. all muscle strength training that you're gonna have to do to, you know, get to that point. So, but you know, maybe they're not talking about aesthetics. Maybe there's like that mentality, of, like the stigma between like, oh, I don't like, want to be fat. I want to be, you know, or even thin. like a weight battle kind of thing. Like as far as like looking at the scale and like wanting to be a certain number, and it's like the only thing you're focused on is the what's the number on the scale and how can I get myself to that point? Um, I think that's just not, first of all, it's not probably going to be long lasting. And I just makes me sad when people like become that focused on like, instead of trying to just like do better all the time or like, you know, indulge a little bit when they want or like try to eat healthy when they can. Um, I think that's the best diet if you want to call it that to adopt. But at the same time, this is just, like, I go, I eat normally during when I want to, and then I decide I'm in, like, fat loss mode or weight loss mode, and I'm going to, like, just restrict everything that I'm eating until I see the results I want. 
Mm-hmm. And really, like, you have to remember that, like, we have one life that we're living, and, like, you just need to work out do and, the like, best eat you can. the best that you can. Like, try and eat as healthy as you can. Like, make it foods that you enjoy eating. Make it, like, there are healthy foods that taste good, guys. Like, I know I love Chick-fil-A and McDonald's as much as the next person. Have I eaten out more this weekend than I probably should have? Yes. But do I say, okay, this week I'm going into, like, I don't eat anything mode? No. no, we just I'm just gonna try again. Do it better. Try better. Like this is like to me, it sounds like they're eating it probably just like a typical American diet of like probably not the healthiest. Maybe some of it is okay, and then they switch from that to eating like literally so little. There's and not like, even I don't like think a they're healthy changing component. their diet or like they're. I don't think they're necessarily changing the composition of what they're eating. They're just yeah. like I'm eating less calories, of everything, which is like now you're losing out on like the benefits of ha- of having healthy foods that you're eating, and so it's just like the whole balance seems out of whack to me mm-hmm. in this and it's just kind of confusing because if their whole thing when they're saying losing weight is easy and it's like here just do this but then they're I saying like people are crazy but also like I keep getting it back so like what's up with that I hate when people equate weight itself to like oh I'm able to lose weight I'm able to like I am healthy I am healthy because I am at this like certain amount of weight and if people complain about being overweight they're unhealthy they don't know how to be healthy like me because they're not starving themselves like I am or just, like, weight is so far from being an indicator of health, like, based off of being, like, underweight, you can be anorexic, and, like, you know, people who are completely healthy are considered overweight because of the BMI scale, which itself is, you know, kind of not a thing that should be considered. The reason I will say, because we, um, some people don't like the BMI scale at all, BMI is a helpful tool as far as it being not invasive or, like, being readily accessible for doctors and physicians to use, because obviously that just requires, like, specific numbers to plug into an equation and not like a special tool of equipment or equipment just ignore that mm-hmm. um so that's why bmi is used even though um doing like a bm not bmi i keep wanting to say bmi what is that called the fat index thing like that's by like a impedance. better um indicator but it, bmi still has like a, its own place and whatnot is there anything else you wanted to touch on with um this one guys make sure that you're living your best healthy lives by just working out Drinking water. I need to get better about that again. Uh, trying to ha- have a healthy diet, but also like enjoy yourself. Like I said, we have don't live one a life, life to full live of restrictions, but live a life where you can be disciplined when you need to be. We still want a long about life. What you want. <laughs> we want a long life, but we want a good life. We want both. You know how some we're people here for say, a good time and a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say some people say I'm here for a good time, not a long time. We're here for both of those people. So we were scrolling. We found another one, and I have to tell you, when we saw this, it goes against. Every single, like, logical fiber of my entire major, like, um, so the unpopular opinion is not everyone benefits from exercise. Do you guys under, like, do you fully comprehend what this person just said? Like, they literally are thinking that some people are worse off if they choose to exercise, and they even provided us with some information. My theory is that every single person, no matter who you are, like, every single person on this planet will benefit from exercise. That's my opinion. Yeah. So here's uh, some of their claims. Their first argument is that exercise can be dangerous even simply by running or walking. Uh, below are two of many sample cases of people who have died doing among the most basic of exercises. They weren't doing extreme yoga. They weren't running marathons. One was walking and the other was on a treadmill. I'm not going yes, to click these on happen. these articles, but like these are like one-off examples of unfortunate cases that have happened because like Those people probably had, like, some... Okay, here's my theory. Again, I haven't clicked on these articles, so I'm not going to do that because I don't really feel like reading that. But my guess is that they were doing these activities 
and they had underlying health issues that like were hold on this says one of the things they linked to was robert atkins who founded the atkins diet he fell on ice cause of death and had a heart attack he's considering falling on ice exercise he's like, probably running outside i guess but here's the thing that's, is that's, that's not exercise not, that's not exercise's fault like what okay that was a weird link for him to put but anyways and then he had like someone that died on a treadmill because i'm guessing they fell off the treadmill and you know like you can't those are like weird things you could say like driving a car like you can't drive a car because you could get in a car accident like uh like you know would be better off if they didn't drive like you cannot make that correlation like there's risk in literally everything we do if you lived your life in fear of bad things happening we couldn't do anything so we're gonna dismiss that because that's dumb logic Mm-hmm. Argument two, not everyone's mental health benefits. Some people are competitive when it comes to their exercise. For instance, being able to play basketball involves working on a team, which this what this means is that the result of a game is dependent on every action taken by every member of both teams. If you make so much as a simple mistake and cost your team an important game, do you think you'll be coming home feeling good that night? Do you think you'll say, oh, well, I tried. If you actually cared, do you think your team members will brush it off? They might if you're lucky, but not necessarily. So it's saying that, like, in some cases, you know, team sports or exercise might leave you feeling negative about yourself. Here's what I would say. I don't think that the, I think that what that would kind of relate to more is how that person is able to cope with stuff, that kind of stuff, which is, like, going to be more of an underlying psychological thing anyways, rather than, I think, just being this exercise-dependent mindset. You can be, go home and be like, man, that sucked. Like, um, my team is probably It also could be a motivator for mm-hmm. improving your performance in the future. Like, you act, he acts like... That doesn't happen in other he scenarios. Acts like we're like also. fragile little glass figurines. <laughs> okay, we're not. Or like you know, the same exact thing could happen if you were at work doing a group project, being like, mm-hmm. oh, "I really screwed up this part of the project." Sorry, guys. Like that's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So don't go to work anymore because you might screw up. You know, a work project. I've followed that logic. <laughs> so again, not just doesn't make sense. All right, next argument, using exercise as an excuse to constantly eat less healthy, smoke, or other bad habits. Uh, You ever hear something similar or identical to this? I had a great run today. I want to reward myself by getting some ice cream. Yes, I've done this too. And yes, it's a great idea to reward yourself for working out and exercising. However, there is a line. If you do it every day, the benefits of your workout will decrease significantly. Uh, That's probably the most logical thing they've said so far. If you're simply doing this only as an excuse to smoke a cigarette or like do other unhealthy habits. Here's what I would say, though. The alternative is doing that bad habit without exercise at all, in my opinion. Like, maybe, okay, like, getting ice cream for doing exercise, not necessarily, like, that probably wouldn't be, like, an everyday behavior, but at the same time, like, smoking is going to be a consistent behavior that I don't feel like people just, like, if anything, like, they should exercise. Exercise is going to confer benefits on them, to not necessarily get rid of their thing, but it should decrease the amount of risk that they are implicating themselves mm-hmm. in. I wanted to add that, to me, it seems like he's acting like things are a one-to-one mm-hmm. conversion. Like, oh, like, you know, you burned X many calories I doing this run, after this. and then you gained, you know, more calories from your ice cream. He's like, see, you lost more than you just ate, so therefore exercise didn't matter. And, like... That's mostly to, like, a weight focus. That's, like, the calorie in you versus need, calorie out, yeah. which you just can't you need to look think at of, think that Like, simply. exercise has its own benefits. Like, he, if, if you went on a run, he improved his cardiovascular fitness. You know, like, there's more than just... Got his heart rate pumping. He yeah. lowered his blood pressure immediately after exercise. Like, those are all positive things going on. And, like, they are independent mm-hmm. of 
his consumption of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to say, because this is when, this is something I thought of when I was, like, literally in middle school and I just, like, didn't understand this concept, I guess. So, you know how sometimes people will, if they want, like, a piece of cake or something, it's like, okay, well, then eat, like, an apple or something, too. And when I was, like, eight years old or whenever I thought this, I was kind of like, why would you eat cake and then also, like, eat an apple? Because that would be, like, she had a even calorie more calories. But the thing is, people say that because, yes, eat the cake, but also, like, put something good and nutritious in your body because you're not getting nutrition from the cake, but you are getting nutrition from the apple. And it's not just looking at it from a calorie standpoint. It's looking at what's healthy or not healthy or not, but, like, what is going to give you benefits and what's just something that you're doing to treat yourself and just making sure that you're getting and, like, you're aware that, nutrition. you know, eating the cake, probably, I'm like, sure you're going to some, some fat, whatever, like, store some more. So I guess it's looking at it more as, like, not just a, by eating the apple, I'm increasing my total calories. It's looking at it as, like, I'm eating the cake, which is what what I was going to do anyways, but, like, the apple gives me at least some benefit, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, you have to kind of switch your mindset to not be so calorie-focused, number-focused. Like, there are so many things beyond that than just, like, the, oh, calories in versus calories out. And so... Yeah, and I wish I knew more about, you know, dietetics and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Honestly, like, I'm not the best at that, Uh, but... You know, I do know that it's not just calories in, calories out. It is based off of the composition of your diet and, yeah. Argument four, some people exercise too much. This is dangerous. I'll start by saying injuries to muscle and or your body from over ex- overexerting yourself are not uncommon. Why is there a field in sports injury? Do you run a lot daily? According to the article below, you are no better off than a couch potato. Mm. It's business insider. Business I insider. <laughs> I don't even want to click that article because I just don't think that's correct. Um, so we already talked about that there are issues with overtraining, overexerting yourself, stress that you put on your body, so I'm not going to discredit that point. Saying that someone runs every day is the equivalent to a couch potato, I'd probably go on a limb and say, I don't think that's accurate. Um, but, so yeah, that's kind of the last point they had, and then the conclusion was, for the mass majority of people... You just switched those words. (laughs) I know, Sierra, I already caught myself... (laughs) (laughs) For the vast majority of people, exercise is purely beneficial. However, some people would be better off not exercising at all based off their exercise habits, reasons for exercising, choice of exercise, and medical history. Now, I want to share my favorite response to this um, post. The top response is, this is definitely unpopular. Referring to their entire opinion. And then the person was like, please explain why I'm wrong, blah, blah, blah. Um, I also want to... I had to mention, hold on, let me go to their final conclusion. I kind of forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So, like, all the points they brought up related to how exercise can be not beneficial, those are semi the fault of the participator in exercise. And, like, exercise needs to be done in a proper, safe way. You cannot blame We even learned about this in the class we talked about. Like, the things you have to do, like, the injuries associated with exercise, exercising in different environments and having to prepare for... It's the same way how, like, when you're going to drive your car, you have to make sure your mirror's in the right spot, you're, like, you have tires that have, like, good traction, you have to prepare to be Like, progressive training, progressive overload, you can't just jump the gun and, like, do way more than you're equipped to do because that's when people get hurt, and that's why you shouldn't be discouraging exercise, you need to be encouraging people to follow precautions and... Um, make sure that they're starting off small. Start off with low weight. If they're weight training, start off with low reps. Like the worst thing you could do is say exercise in any capacity is not beneficial because mm-hmm. that is so unbelievably false. 
All right, I always think it's nice in these episodes when we can find an unpopular opinion that we actually do agree with. So I or think at that least we kind of agree with. Yeah, we kind of agree with this one. And I'm going to talk more about like where I stand on how this is related to what I'm going to talk about. But this unpopular opinion is there's nothing wrong with being shallow as long as you're shallow for the right reasons. So they said, I want my wife to exercise more because it promotes a healthy lifestyle and will help her be more energetic. So it's mostly just talking about how being picky and like wanting someone that like I guess also probably looks more aesthetically pleasing than I do also want to point out he mentions that uh, she's not quite as physically attractive as she used to be. So it's like he wants her to exercise for like some, you know, personal gain of his own as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess here's where I stand on it. I look at it as like Okay, I see myself as being shallow in the sense of, like most people, I have different features or traits in a potential significant other that I would, like, find more attractive versus, like, someone that doesn't have those things. And so being fit or in shape, like, is included in that list. And by definition, like, that is shallow of me because it's not just focused on someone's personality specifically. But I kind of agree with this in the sense that you can tell, at least a little bit based on someone's appearance, how active they are or and I know that's only like people could be exercising it's a little counterintuitive yeah. I know in the past we've talked about how like you know if you're overweight you could actually be exercising a lot more than someone so it's like definitely a fine line I understand but I see where this person is coming from here's I guess my logic is like if there's a guy that's like semi-muscular he probably weight trains mm-hmm. you know what I mean and whereas that's like something that's easier like, to tell than weight I feel like I agree. And so then it's like, okay, I also do that. I also am, like, in the gym because I think it's important and, you know, everyone has their own motivations, whether it be, like, just aesthetically or if it's, like, a combo of, like, I feel better, it's going to make me healthier and I look better, Um, then I feel like I just kind of am, like, okay, I have that same mindset. mindset. And so that's, like, something I can tell easily just based off of your appearance. And that could also be, like, maybe then later on you, like, think this person's active, but then they have, like, really not a good like it's very especially like I guess competition related like people that are like super super in shape that do like bikini competitions or competitive bodybuilding would be to the point where I'd be like this is not matching my personal like belief system of how we should be exercising and like we're getting and stuff like that guys so that's when it would get to the point of like that's when it's like okay this still doesn't agree with like my um lifestyle I don't know how to word this but like my lifestyle beliefs or you know, training. Like, it doesn't match like, up with what you would do to train. Therefore, like you don't know how well it would you'll be a turnoff partner again. for them. Yeah, and just like you know, on the extreme of like bikini competitions, they exercise a lot. They have extreme diets that they follow. I don't vibe with that. Mm-mm. But then if there's someone who like eats extremely poorly and doesn't work out at all, like I don't, I don't vibe, vibe with, with that, that either. either. Yeah. So I like that. So you're having <laughs> a simple wording, and so being shy in the sense of like going just based off aesthetics but doing it to the best of my ability to like interpret um how active they are or not and like seeing if that vibes with me then that's what I do I just want to mention sometimes you have to be shallow at the start of a relationship to prevent a relationship from happening that will not go anywhere like you cannot just like say you know the next person that I'm gonna date like I'm just like gonna let down all of my like you know restrictions that I have or like what would make me a shallow person and I'm just going to, like, give it my all. And then you'll get in the relationship and be like, ah, they, like, don't work out ever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's like, an issue yeah. for me personally. So I guess that's where I sit on that. As far as him wanting, like, his wife to, like, get her body back, like, that's a little, 
you know, that's not so much shallow. That he I mentioned like her health, I guess, a little bit, and like her having more but energy. I think <laughs> but I think he is also secondary kind of, like, to what he wants out of it. So hopefully, and I know like when you age, like once you get in a relationship, it typically is harder to like try and like maintain those healthy habits. But hopefully, I'm trying my best so that I can to make these like lifestyle behaviors that I have throughout my life so my only goal and hope would be that my significant other would do the same or try to do the same that we'd push each other to um, be active but for the right reasons so that's kind of where we both stand with that we just found one that made us scream (laughs) this person and this is a lighthearted one so this is good their unpopular opinion and I hope it remains that way for everyone is I like to exercise in my jeans I screamed at that because that is the most oh my goodness I've ever heard. So they when say, I see people exercise in normal clothes like that are not athletic, I like scream a little inside. I'm just like, I really hope you're like in between classes or like in between work I right just now. Think, like, maybe you should have brought a change of clothes or something. Yeah. One, because of like hygiene, but more so like this guy's saying he likes to go on runs in his jeans. Could you imagine seeing that? That'd be kind of weird. It would be kind of weird. I'd be like, are they running late for something? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're just running. I just like, that could not be comfortable for anyone. But like, it's weird because he says that they're comfortable. He says that they're a little heavy, so it, like, provides your legs work a little harder. Resistance or something. Ew, I hate that. I usually, I feel like I more so see, like, I've seen a couple people wear, like, cargo shorts to the gym. And I'm Which also, why? like, but okay. I'm also just, like, no, don't. Like, you, put on like, some guys, shorts. if you're going to go work out, please wear clothing that is flexible, moves with you, and not it's restricting. It's just not meant to be worked out in. That's why we have workout clothes. It is. So... I don't know. That's all I have to say about that one. I hope you guys agree and that I don't need to persuade you anymore. All right. I know we said we're going to have like another serious one, but but we came across another one that made us scream. So, (laughs) uh, this unpopular opinion is every gym should allow naked exercise. And they say the word gym is from- Sierra called this, by the way. Yeah. She said as soon as we clicked on it, she's like, they're going to mention how the Greeks like exercise naked. Yeah. Or in the nude. In the nude. Uh, the word gym is from Greek- and means naked. A gymnasium is Greek and means a place for naked sports. Anyone who adverse advertises, advertises sorry, they spelled that wrong, it wrong uh, or operates a gym ought to allow naked exercise or they're falsely advertising that made me service. Laugh. Uh, classic Greek sports were always performed naked. And then it said, you know, kind of like that thing of like, you think it's weird because, you know, you've been socialized to think it's weird. He's like saying, the sight of another human, a member of your own species, uh, is not harmful to you in any way, and, like, it's not weird. And then I laughed because, like, one of the top comments is, like, I bet you probably just, like, want to see girls naked when you're exercising, and, you know, I don't think anyone wants this, honestly. It'd be weird and uncomfortable. Why, if you wanted to exercise and, Like, nude, we've been so well socialized to, like, perceive, like, nudity as The being, fact like, that he doesn't also perceive the same thing socially is, like, you're not just you're just not on the same page as everyone else. Like obviously like there's nudist colonies, so like they don't think it's weird. And like there's nude beaches and whatnot, so for people that do want to I think a nude beach would be so I would weird. Never. I would never go to one. But to each I their could own. not. To each their own. If this person wants to exercise nude, they need to do it in their own home. Or found their own nude gym. Exactly. You know, to each their own, but like you cannot just like say that every gym needs to allow this. Like I just imagine him walking to a gym being like naked and then advertising they're like what are you doing like you need to wear clothes and he's like this is called a naked gym and they're like no it's not is that even like the proper translation i don't know i kind of didn't think that gymnasium was translated to that but i do know that like gymnastics 
was popular in Greek culture and that they did exercise nude, but I and I just really didn't think that was the translation of it, so I kind of want to look it up. So Sierra, keep talking about this while I look it up. I don't know what to talk <laughs> about. Um, it's weird, and I gymnasium disagree with in it. Greek translation. Will that pop up? Maybe. Gymnasium in Greek means... Oof, that was... It literally translated it to Greek. Um, so... Right now, I'm just seeing fitness center, gym, competitors, and public game. I don't see... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Right there. It says, gymnos means naked. So he's not wrong. Okay. He is accurate. I will give him that. But But times have changed, buddy. And we're exercising in our clothes. We have clothes. We have exercise clothes now. Back then, they probably did not. So maybe not the contributor. Money would go to waste if I didn't wear my exercise clothes. Lots of money. And I honestly would just prefer to be wearing clothing. Okay, I think we're going to find one more, more serious one. Talk about that for a little bit. And then we will go ahead and wrap up this episode. All right, I think we found a pretty good one to end on that could have. Like, it's not really clear cut in one way or another, in my opinion. Which is how we like it. We like to think a little bit. So, uh, those quote-unquote unrealistic body types you see on TV are actually pretty realistic if you exercise and eat well. Let me zoom in so I can read it a little bit better. So I keep running into fat positivity stuff. Most recently, I saw an Instagram post of plus-size models in Korea and Japan, which is funny because those countries are known for skinny people, and Japan is known to eat pretty healthy, and whoa, they're skinny. What? I don't really get what that's saying. Uh, I don't understand this need to create body positivity, especially because they never include people who actually can't change the way they look. I think that this is tricky because... I mean, they talk specifically about TV, I guess, but I'm going to broaden this to just social media in general, is that a lot of times you don't know if that body is even realistic. Like, regardless of the fact of, like, this is probably talking more so about just, like, a skinny body type, um, like, someone that, like, is not photoshopped in theory, like, that's attainable because, like, they did it, and so, like, it's in theory attainable for anyone. I don't know if I would say anyone because genetics and whatnot, but... The issue with social media is that someone could be obviously not faking their body type because that like, would be usually like, to, to a certain like extent they are what they present themselves as. But, but you know, if you use Facetune and you like just like kind of bring your everyone has good and, good and bad days, good and bad like poses. angles and stuff. You know, like and so I think that it's deceiving to be like, oh, anyone can do like that with diet time. and exercise, and anyone can look like that all because the time. you don't know. First of all, if it's photoshopped. Second of all, they definitely don't look that, like that all the time. No one looks perfect all the time. Like, bloating is a thing. We eat. Our stomach expands. We like, slouch when we you know. sit. All of that stuff. But I, I will agree to the point that people have the power to change, change their bodies. Like. I don't think it's like, oh, you can look exactly like that. Because that's just... And I don't even necessarily think that's what they're getting at. I think this is focusing more so on, like... I don't honestly. I feel like they had a completely different ex- like explanation and title. I feel like they're not even related. They talked about like body positivity and like the fat acceptance movement. Like I'm more not focused on that, and like I'm trying to focus on their initial comment, which is what mm-hmm. intrigued me. Talking about, you know, everyone always says, even in ads and stuff, they're like, oh, like thank thank you for using a realistic body type when it's someone who's plus size. And like yeah, that's good that they're showing people who are plus size, but I don't think we should be saying that thinner muscular people are not 
normal or realistic yeah. body types because like, and I think that, that that's been exists. bounced back pretty like evenly since the body positivity movement came about it's like this person that like this person is real but so are these other thinner body types as well it's not just one or the other and so I think that that's like the key to like I've seen people being like thanks for using a real like girl or like a real woman like to model this and like you know people hate on like Victoria's Secret type you know, models for being too thin and, like, too skinny and, like, eat a cheese, like, eat a cheeseburger or hamburger or something. And it's, like, that's the it's same what they harm, look like, you know? That's the exact same harm that other people like, experience thing. when bashing so plus-size models. So, it's, I kind of see what this person's saying, but I think that they also oversimplify how, oh, like, how much control someone has over I feel their like appearance. there's some people who don't understand, like, the role that genetics plays <clears throat> in the development of, like, your body and, like, your muscles look different if they're developed and, like, some other people, like, no one's abs look the exact same, you know? You see yeah. someone who has a six-pack and it looks completely different than, like, the layout of someone else's six-pack because genetics plays a huge role in your muscle composition. So you can't say, like, any woman, like, we can take 20 women... You and know, all of them give them this diet, this, this exercise program, blah blah blah, and like, they will not this. end up at the same like endpoint at all. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I were to say like an overall agree or disagree with this, I I will say because it says I don't feel like I can do like, a pretty hard realistic agree if you exercise and eat well. Like I would say it would be false to say that they're unrealistic. I think it's false to say they're unrealistic, but I think that. It's oversimplifying the yeah, like, you can reach it if you variation want. is going to be seen still in those body types. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that last one. It's kind of like an interesting. I didn't read the under subtext beforehand, and that's kind of unrelated. Uh, as far as the their stance on like the fat acceptance movement, uh, I disagree with that. Like you know, everyone should be loved and feel like yeah. you know happy in their own. You skin. have to be happy with yourself at all stages. That you're in, or at least working towards that acceptance and whatnot. So definitely not saying that we are not fans of the po- body positivity movement. Again, we did a full episode about that and um, talked a lot about it. So if you wanted to scroll back on um, our podcasts until you get to the earlier ones, then you can do that. Don't forget that we have merch that you guys can check out that I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, we also have an Instagram at according to an Instagram. Duh. <laughs> uh, Duh. Basically. We've been trying to post a lot more. We usually just post about, like, oh, this episode's up, but Megan got a new app. Guys, I've been really strutting my creativity side, and so I got an app. It's a drawing app. It's on my iPad. They probably have it on, like, iPhones, but I would only get it if I had, like, a tablet or something. And it's called Procreate, and... This is not an ad, by the way. It's not an ad. It's $10, so it's kind of expensive, but it's helping me do some of the doodles and stuff that I'm doing on that account now, so it gives us more stuff to post beyond just the oh, look, new episode is up, and we're trying to just, like, do that to be more involved with you guys and with the audience. So, again, go follow us so you can see those, see what I'm drawing, and interact with us on, you know, things we're talking about. And so... Also, make sure you follow our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Sierra underscore Joe. If you need to know how to spell my name, it's in the podcast stuff. Mine is Megan underscore Marie 32. And until next time... We'll talk to you next time. I don't know. <laughs> you stole that from someone. Who's that from? I think I it's from know. a YouTuber or something. But anyways, I'm not going to spend the time. Like, okay. We're going to wrap this up. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye. guys.